Kia ora and welcome back to the Kiwi Wedding Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am your host and wedding photographer based in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting to Kenna, who is potentially one of the youngest brides we've had on, and we chat through what it is like to get married young and the society expectations and family and friend assumptions that come alongside that. We go through a few hurdles that they had leading up to their day, how to do things in a savvy and budget-friendly way. And spoiler alert, she broke her back on her wedding day. So a bit of a crazy story about what went down that night and um, following the wedding as well. Kenna has some amazing advice and a really unique perspective that I'm excited for you to hear. So we'll get straight into it. Enjoy episode 28 with Kenna. Cool. So hello, Kenna. Thank you so much for jumping on to chat today. I'm so excited for everyone to hear about your experience. That's right. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting. I can talk about it all day. Love that. So to get started, if you could just tell me a little bit about you and your husband, how you guys met and yeah, what your life's been like together. Yeah, cool. So I'm Kenna. Um, Kenna Lowe. I am married to Tomata Oteralo. Um, we have been married for a year now, just gone a year. Um, we have been together since we were 17. We met in high school. Um, we were actually friends for a really long time all through high school. Um, and then in year 13, he asked me to be his ball date. And after that, we sort of realized, oh, actually, we're in love and we're going to get married. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool. We've known each other for a really long time. And it's really nice to be, you have that um, like base friendship first, which I think is um, really helpful in a relationship. Um, and we live with our little uh, fur baby, Jim. Um, he is a Labrador German pointer and he's very much our child. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we grew up, um, born and bred in Papakura in South Auckland. Um, yeah, so that's where we are now. We are now 21 and 22. Cool. Yeah. I love a little high school sweetheart story <laughs> and, um, pretty young to get married. Some people will say you can get married whenever you want really, but, um, yeah, it's a bit of a unique part of your story. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the proposal and how that all went down? Yeah, so we were 19 when we got engaged. Um, we were actually living in Hamilton at the time. I was studying down there. Um, Toe was working full time. Um, and we had a trip to Rarotonga planned. Um, and then we were packing up our bags, ready to go back up to Auckland to stay at my parents for the night for our flight the next day. Um, and as we were doing that, we went into a uh, nationwide lockdown. <laughs> um, so we weren't going to Rarotonga at all. Um, and here I am obviously devastated that we don't get our little five day holiday. Um, and so we decided to go stay with my parents for that lockdown anyway, since we were already on our way up there. Um, and then we were in lockdown for a few days and I think it was like a Saturday night or something. We decided as a family to have a little cocktail evening, which wasn't unusual for us. Um, and we got all dressed up for it. And I decided, oh, I want to do a little TikTok, a little transformation TikTok. Um, and Toe was like really invested in this little TikTok, which was really weird because he usually does not care for that whatsoever. Um, and anyway, I go outside to do my little TikTok transformation once I was ready. And I turn around and he's there on one knee 
holding his mum's engagement ring that he was proposing to me with, which was, I was so surprised, obviously, because here I am thinking we were supposed to be in Rarotonga. I wasn't even expecting it in Rarotonga. Um, and then we ended up getting engaged in lockdown. Obviously, I wasn't expecting that. And it turns out that um, he had already gone to my parents' house with flowers, asked for their permission to marry me. My entire family, his entire family, my best friend, were all going to be meeting us in Rarotonga after the engagement to surprise us. And so I'm here complaining that I don't get my little trip, but really there was a much bigger thing going on. Everyone else had the right to be complaining, not just me. Um, but yeah, and my sister and my best friend had to get emergency passports and everything to have this trip booked. And then it got changed last minute, but that's okay. It was still pretty special. It's a good story behind it. Um, and then, yeah, because we're all dressed up, we had a little celebration in lockdown with my parents and my sister, which was pretty cool. Oh, so nice. Definitely got the surprise factor then. And yeah. so heartbreaking, <laughs> all those like cancelled trips and everything over those years. But yeah, sounds like it was special nonetheless. Yeah, it was really special. And did you, were you one of those girls that had always dreamed about what your wedding would look like? And yeah, did you have like a certain vision and vibe in mind for what you wanted and um yeah how did that kind of inform your first steps choosing a venue starting to plan your wedding yeah I'd always thought about it I'm such like a dreamer and so like I'll think about something and then within an hour I've planned it I've got where was that like I'm just I'm like that so I knew exactly what I wanted um so we had obviously we're in lockdown so we had a lot of time to think about and do a lot of research um but it was really important to us that it was exciting and fun for everyone. Like all our friends and family are all friends and family with like, it's just, we've got this huge community and village around us, which is so cool. And we wanted everyone to be able to just have a good weekend and enjoy it. We wanted it to be um, like a real festival style and be everyone be able to stay for the whole weekend. Um, so that's sort of what we thought about when booking our venue. And um, we also, it was really important for both of us to have um, some like Māori tikanga involved in the wedding as well. Um, and so we landed on Port Waikato School Camp. I had actually been to a wedding there as a kid and Toe had actually spent school camps there um, as well. So we knew that that was a really special place. Um, my mum grew up in Waiuku by the forest there, which is connected to the port. Um, it just had a few few little things that meant that it was quite special for us there um, and it was an amazing venue we got the keys on Friday afternoon and literally had free range until we had to give them back on either Sunday or Monday it was really up to us what we wanted to do and every single guest was able to stay there and um, had a big commercial kitchen um, it was very DIY so it meant that we had to bring everything in they had some stuff that we could use but I sort of wanted it to look a particular way so we got higher things in and yeah, that's how we chose our venue um, and we loved it. It was such good value and it just meant that it was so relaxed and everyone had a little holiday at the same time. So nice to make a weekend out of it and um, yeah, to be able to have that free reign and tying in those like special memorable things as well. What were the most important elements to you when it came to planning the day, your top priorities in terms of vendors or vibe? Yeah, all of that. Yeah, so um, it was really important that we had um, like some Māori tikanga involved. Um, so that meant that we wanted um, Toe's family to be involved a lot. Um, we we just really wanted it to be 
like a us wedding, if that makes sense. So we had, um, it was really important to us that we had good like photos and videos, but um, we got our celebrant, um, was my mum's cousin. Um, what else did we do? Like Toe's mum and family friend and sister made our cake. Um, just like little things like that. Um, the Nana's made the cocktail hour food. Um, it was like a real, real village put our wedding together, which was really cool. And can you tell me a bit about your wedding outfits, your dress and how that whole process went finding them? Yeah. So because we were in lockdown, I had all the time in the world to figure out what, um, <laughs> what I wanted to wear and where I wanted to go. So I took my mum, my mother-in-law and my sister to um, Felicity's in Auckland. And I'd already decided which five dresses I was going to go there and try on. I walked in there, the five dresses are hanging up. Um, the first one I tried on, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this dress so much. It was the Anne for Love, the Audlin gown from Anne for Love. Um, but as soon as I put it on, I was just dripping in sweat. And I was like, we have an early February wedding. There's no way that I'll be able to last the day in this dress as much as I loved it. Um, so the next dress I tried on was also an Anne for Love dress. It was the Maeve dress. Um, and I loved that just as much. And it was much um, cooler to wear. So um, I'd sort of already decided, because even my sister, like she would never tell me that I look good in something. But even she said that the dress was good. So I was like, okay, yeah, that, one's, that one must be the one then. Um, I still tried on all the other ones I had because I had so much time left. And I got my mother-in-law and my sister and my mum to pick a dress off the rack as well for me to try. But then, yeah, we all went back to that second one that I tried on. And then, yeah, that was my wedding dress. It was a lovely, um, like a high neck tie dress with um, a big open back and it was silky. It was like, wasn't actually white. It was more of like a ivory, um, which as a red head, I found really nice. So yeah, it was a great dress. I mean, definitely not cheap, but um I loved it, so that so that's what matters. Um, and then I also had a second dress that I wore um, for the dance party section. Um, I wasn't gonna get a second dress because I was like, oh, spent this money, just like spent all this money on this um, main wedding dress. I want to leave it on, but then I'm so glad I did because I found one that I loved. Um, I think it was from Untamed Petals, which is actually a US website. It was like a like a chill almost ballerina dress but it was really expensive and I knew it wouldn't it wasn't going to arrive in time because it was sort of a last minute thing and then so I was just searching like doing image searches on the internet trying to find something similar and I found um, almost the exact same dress but it was a handmade one from Etsy um, so I it was the last one left in my size so I ordered that it came in time and I'm so glad I did it I didn't tell anyone that I was doing that except for my bridesmaids um, and then so I did my first dance in my normal dress and then my bridesmaids and I ran away into one of the little dorms and um, it was really fun actually. They got me all dressed and then we all had these cool funky heart glasses and we all got some little bad phone pictures <laughs> while, while we were doing that and then came back out onto the dance floor and everyone's like, oh my gosh. And it was, yeah, it was, I'm so glad I did it. Uh, so that was my dresses, but then what did the boys do? I think Toe's suit was literally just from ASOS. Um, he just ordered it online. Luckily it fit him. I think he got it tailored slightly, but um, that meant we saved a bit of money on that part too. Um, and then his boys were quite happy to get their own suits, paved their own suits, which was also great. Um, I think they just went, they went to a mall. They can't even remember what shop they got them from, but they had a day out and, when it all got the same suit at the mall. I asked him, he's like, oh, I don't know. 
and yeah and then for the girls my bridesmaids dresses I um I had always wanted them to be the same color but like a different style um although it was so hard to do that budget friendly um like to be able to make sure it was the same material and the same color but a different dress you sort of had to go with some of the more expensive brands um which is great they're beautiful dresses but I was a student and we didn't have that sort of budget so I literally found a dress that I loved um I think it was from like fortune at one store or something like an online shop and um it was like 70 dollars and so I ordered just one Luckily they were all the same size and they all just tried on that one dress and it looked good on all of them. It was like a beautiful pistachio color. Um, and then, so I went back to order four more and they'd sold out. Um, and so I also Google image searched that dress and searched everywhere for it. And I found another website that had the same dress, um, but they were also out of stock. So I was emailing everyone like, when are you getting them back in? And then as soon as I had an email back that they were back in, I, ordered them straight away plus one extra just in case um but yeah there was a bit of a dilemma there but anything to save a bit of cash I guess and they, they looked amazing so it was really good um but yeah that was um all our wedding outfits oh, family's always the harshest critics when you're trying on stuff with them but I it's know. so good when everyone <laughs> agrees not too many conflicting yeah, opinions yeah. and um yeah some good tips for saving a bit of money that way as well and just trawling the internet we love it and who was in your bridal party how did you find um choosing them was that an easy process yeah I knew exactly who I wanted I was like I have these five girls and there's no way that I'm compromising they all need to be there um and then Toe actually had four and we were like oh gosh we're gonna have an uneven number but then we were like actually it doesn't matter um he actually had an uncle that passed away a couple years before we got together. And he always said that, oh, if Uncle Mark was still here, he would 100% be another groomsman for me. So we actually, he Toe just had four and we held that fifth space for his Uncle Mark. And so when he did his um, groomsman proposal, he got them all this really amazing like beer jug um, that had their names on it. And then he got one done for his Uncle Mark and gave that to, their, um, to his family. Um, which was really cool so and then we also had his younger sister um, as like a junior bridesmaid um, she was 10 at the time so she when we we're up on um, I guess the stage getting married she stood on the groomsman side so we had an even number both sides anyway um, so yeah I had my maid of honor was my best friend Hayley who was also um, Toe's fang-eyed sister and so now that we're married, she's my sister-in-law and my best friend, which is amazing. Um, and she had front row seats to our relationships. So there was no way that she wasn't going to be the maid of honor. And then Toe had his brother as his best man. Um, and then, yeah, I had my sister, my cousin, and then two of my really good friends, which it was so exciting being able to ask them to be bridesmaids. I made like a little box and I had to wait until we're out of lockdown. And then as soon as we were out, I was like, yep, okay, drive to each of their houses. I was like, you can't post it or tell anyone yet because I haven't asked everyone. And Hayley was the last, my best friend Hayley was the last to be asked because she lives in Wellington and I wasn't gonna, I went and asked her in person in Wellington and she was like, oh, I was so angry at you. I was telling all my friends, this, she's not even got me as her bridesmaid, little old maid of honor. What, what is she doing? And I was like, I'm not gonna ask you on FaceTime, just be patient. 
situation <laughs> but yeah it was um really cool like some of them were crying it was sweet <laughs> oh that's so nice it's um cool when you can yeah make something special and have that moment with them not just like send a message or FaceTime yeah I love that you put a bit of thought into it yeah <laughs> and um how many guests did you have was that a difficult part of the process narrowing down the guest list yeah it was so hard it was probably one of the hardest things um and we look back now and we we're like we shouldn't have put so much pressure on ourselves because I guess getting married so young it's very new for a lot of our friends um it was a really odd concept that we were engaged at 19 in the first place um obviously the cl people closest to us were like over the moon and knew that it was supposed to happen but there were some people who maybe we didn't know that well just knew of us be at parties or something with my friends it'd be people that I wasn't necessarily friends with but acquaintances and they'd be like oh my gosh why are you getting married go travel first like you're so young are you religious like <laughs> we're not we're not but it's just a, such a strange thing to ask someone um and we were sort of like well we know we're gonna get married like my parents his parents our grandparents all got married around the same age they've all been together since teenagers it's just what we know um and we knew that we were ready to get married like what's the point in waiting we can still do all those exciting things but just as a married couple which is even cooler i think um but yeah it meant that planning the wedding and the engagement party a lot of people well, not a lot of people some people maybe viewed it as like oh it's this massive party which we did want it to be a massive party but it was a lot more than that um and because we were struggling so much to get we've got both got huge families um and big friend groups so it was um very hard to get the numbers down because we obviously had venue restrictions and it cost so much money so we had a engagement party um where we invited everyone we wanted and it helped a little bit with that process but then because like <laughs> we had this huge engagement party right and then a lot of people decided oh let's let's go off to town um after the well, halfway through this party like sort of treating it as if it was like a like a pre-drink like a house party thing and Toa and I sort of sat down after that and we're like oh okay like we know when they're not doing it in spite of us or intentionally but um it did sort of help us narrow down our guest list a little bit after that <laughs> um like we were just sort of knew like who who had us as their priority sort of thing um and then even then though like we managed to get it down to 130 guests um and i think we ended up only having like 120 actually come to the wedding um we had quite a lot of seats that were left empty that we'd paid for um and stuff happens sometimes people can't come that's totally fine um but there was a couple of people who didn't even tell us that they weren't coming um we just realized on the day oh that person's not here that's 250 dollars down the drain um or that was a space that could have been held for somebody else that really wanted to be here sort of thing so we look back now and we're like oh we wish we didn't stress so much about who was on that guest list like we should have just kept it really tight um I mean everyone that was there we love very much and we were so happy that we're there um but we obviously had all these comments from other people like why is this person not coming why is this person coming can my partner come um you've got this many people he's got this many people on the list like and it's just not what you need when it's such a struggle anyway 
So um, yeah, that would be advice I'd give to someone going through their guest list is just think about you and who you really want and if you're going to still have them in your life in 10 years time. Um, if someone's but heard about not being invited, then maybe that's not the best friendship for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. It's um, tough. You definitely have to stick to your guns a bit and um yeah asking yourself those questions like if they're going to be in your future and stuff is so important yeah hard as well when you're that young and relationships change over your like 20s 30s and stuff but yeah you know who your real friends are and your family that's always going to be there and you don't think that um people just won't turn up to a wedding like I feel like our generation is quite flaky sometimes or the last like few can be but you think oh the wedding's like the one you know formal event that you have to RSVP to and actually turn up on time (laughs) but um yeah it does happen people get no shows yeah we were just shocked like some people told us they weren't coming which is totally fine like things happen um but yeah the ones that sort of just didn't come or told us morning of that oh I can't come anymore um it's just like oh okay um (laughs) that's fine um yeah we just don't really speak to them anymore that much yeah (laughs) that's all right though yeah I get we were 20 so it's it's new territory right like it's we're leading the way pretty much yeah interesting um what you said about people just making assumptions as well or like yeah asking you these full-on questions and it just yeah shows how much people are sort of ruled by these like societal expectations and the age and the order that you do everything because yeah like you say it would have been so common for like our grandparents our parents to get married around that age and yeah why not like doesn't mean you're gonna immediately have a baby or whatever the next I know right like it was so normal for us to be married at this age and like I'm still studying now a year into marriage and there's no reason that like it doesn't need to be in this order like you don't need to buy a house and get married and have a kid like we can still do anything that we would want to do as individuals as a married couple um if you can't then I don't think it's a super healthy relationship um if you don't have that freedom to do the things you still wanted to do yeah yeah exactly it's like there's not too much difference at the end of the day and um yeah you can do what you want it's definitely a bit of a thing in New Zealand even I've lived overseas for a few years and just yeah coming back everyone's kind of like ticking through that list but um yeah yeah, yeah, whatever you want I say so can you tell us a bit about the big day how it all went down and any favorite moments or yeah stories from how it all went yeah so um we got married Waitangi weekend 2023 so um 4th of February is our wedding anniversary um the weekend before that was Auckland anniversary weekend which we when we had all the huge cyclones um and I was actually down coaching at a regatta in Cambridge um in the cyclone (laughs) and I'm here thinking oh my god I'm getting married next weekend are we even going to be able to get to the venue because it's not the um, best road getting out there um is the venue even going to be usable is it underwater like what is happening um I even still managed to get sunburned that weekend the week before my wedding and in the middle of a cyclone <laughs> so like all these things weren't really panning out and it was a little bit stressful 
Um, I was checking the weather for our day every single day, um, but it all worked out. Um, we were able to get out to the venue. I mean, the ground was a little bit damp and um, we'd planned to have the tables outside, but we just put them inside. It was fine. Um, the road had to go on the other side of the road sometimes to get past slips and stuff, but everyone made it there safely. Um, it was pouring down the Friday before the wedding and our setup. Um, and so here we are freaking out. We don't have a wet weather ceremony plan or anything. We were just literally winging it. Um, and then we woke up on the Saturday morning and it was completely blue skies. It was like the warmest day we'd had in ages. It was just so beautiful. It was amazing. Um, the one thing I did really want to do on my wedding morning though was go for a swim in the ocean and we couldn't because it was polluted from all the cyclones and I didn't feel like E. coli on my wedding day so we avoided that. Um, I even had this cute little white bikini with white fee written across it um, so I had an outdoor shower and got a photo in that instead. Um, but yeah, us girls stayed in a Airbnb on the Friday night um, and the boys all stayed at the venue along with almost all the guests actually stayed at the venue on the Friday night too. And so for them, everyone woke up on Friday, did a bit of setup. They played volleyball together. Everyone got ready together, um, which I was almost a little bit jealous. I wasn't involved in, um, <laughs> but all us girls had the most relaxing morning. We literally just had espresso martini, mimosas, some platters to eat. We all just sat upstairs, got our hair and makeup done. It was so relaxed. It was beautiful. Um, and then I, my dad came to pick me up from the Airbnb um, in the car. Um, we had these really nice cars um, and he'd split his pants. And so he walked me down the aisle with a bit of tape around his pants. It's like photos of it. Um, it's hilarious. Like I was not even bothered. I was just like, oh, that's so typical. Like, it's just such a thing my dad would do. Like, he, I think he used my double-sided body tape that I used in my dress and put that around his like his pants but he didn't even take the other side off so it was just this big white strip <laughs> around his pants and he walked me mum both my mum and dad walked me down the aisle actually um 20 minutes late fashionably late just building suspense for everyone um and yeah it was such a beautiful ceremony um we had my mum's cousin as the celebrant but she actually had to get her celebrant's license to be the celebrant and it didn't get processed in time. So we we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to get fake married um, and then sign the marriage certificate later when she has it. But um, Toe's mum has a friend, Fire Lois, who came in. And so we had my mum's cousin, Jen, do the main part of the ceremony. And then for the actual just legal section, Fire Lois came up um, and married us, which meant we actually did get married on our wedding day. Um, and it was so like, everyone not a dry eye in the house so we did our own vows um i even mentioned a little bit in my vow about how um toe leaves like a soggy cloth in the sink every morning and i always have to squeeze it out but i'll, I'll happily put up with it for the rest of my life and then he mentioned the same thing in his vows um and we hadn't looked at each other's vows so that was so funny um yeah, and then after our vows, um, Toe's mum and dad got up on the stage and put a kahuhuruhuru around me, which is the big mouldy cloak with the beautiful feathers. It looked amazing. Um, and that sort of just to symbolise, like, I'm part of their family now, welcoming me into their family, um, which was super cool. And then, yeah, we were signed away and 
we were married, which was super cool. And then we actually did our cake cutting in our cocktail hour. So literally as soon as we were married, we went and cut the cake. We could get photos with the light and it meant that we could sort of relax a little bit after that. So we had lawn games, um, yeah, and big umbrellas. We had our cocktail um, area, our ceremony and our reception in three separate areas at the venue. So it was like a festival, like like different stages, I guess you could say. Um, and then we went away and got some photos taken during that cocktail hour which I kind of wish was a little bit longer because I would have liked to have spent more time at my cocktail hour. I felt like I really over the photos by the end. We had a set list of who we wanted photos with and then more people just kept coming and getting added into the photos. And I sort of wish I'd said, oh, like it's beautiful to have those photos now. I'm really glad we have them. But I get, I hope, like I kind of wish we just had a little bit more time maybe um, to actually enjoy our wedding and not be so rush, rush, rushed. Um, but that's okay, like we have beautiful photos and that's what we have to look back on now. Um, and then, yeah, we went into our dinner, which we hoped to have had outside, but we moved it inside and it was actually boiling out there. So um, we had a dinner and I learnt a karakia, which Toe's family does before they eat. Um, and I learnt how to say it and I did that before we had dinner, um, which was really cool to do actually. It was just like a symbol of appreciation this culture that I was being welcomed into um so we did that had a beautiful we had um they're called big smoke barbecue came in and they did um like they had this big trailer of like a smoker trailer that they cooked all the meat on and it was like buffet style um and then we decided oh my god it's too hot in here so we moved everything outside <laughs> and did our speeches outside um and the spe speeches were so good um and then some people from my family some people from toe's family got up and they did um a really beautiful waiata um and then that moved into a haka that was done for us and it was oh i was mid time and i was sitting there both crying um oh i get emotional talking about it <laughs> um it was done and then, <laughs> yeah I know mm. um and then there was like this massive pause and I was like oh my gosh are they finished like do I get up now and say thank you like what's happening and then all of a sudden my cousin who is only 13 um just bursted out and started leading the haka again um so it was really cool because there was like Toe's family was in it my family was in it my dad got up there um oh gosh um and it was, yeah, it was so cool. And we have it all on video too, which is, we're so, oh gosh, we're so happy that, um, yeah, we have all of that to watch again. Um, and then so after that, I was ready to just party and <laughs> not be crying anymore. Um, and so, yeah, we had our first dance, went off and got into my second dress and it was, yeah, this huge party. It was so good. Um, everyone was having the best time. My Nana was up there dancing. Um, and then... I remember the videographers saying goodbye, we're leaving now, I think it was about 10.30. And then I remember being taken into a room and then I woke up in the morning in a single bed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what has happened? Like thinking, did I really drink that much alcohol? I've never done that in my life. I felt so guilty for Toe. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like he's looking after me on my wedding night, like in sickness and health right like straight away um 
and then yeah I asked like I didn't have my phone on me I didn't know what the time was I woke up in a single bed with a bucket next to me and we'd booked like this glamping tent that was across the road that we were supposed to stay in and then so Toe was actually lying next to me on another bed and I was woke him up and I was like Toe what happened oh my god he was like you drank too much and I was like really are you serious um well can we go like sleep in our glamping tent at least <laughs> and so I had no idea what the time was I think it was actually like 7 30 in the morning but we had like half an hour in there before everyone else was awake anyway um and I just felt absolutely terrible for um like a whole week after the wedding and I was obviously like almost grieving like that last couple hours of my wedding because like we had like these sparklers that we were going to get sent off to and um we didn't really have a time that we had to stop partying so I really wanted it to just die out and that be the end but for me I just like have no memory from 10 30 onwards um and then like a week after like I went went on a week like feeling like terrible thinking I had like a four-day hangover or something um a week later one of the guests who was at actually at the wedding and she was a paramedic um said to Toe's mum oh how's Kenna doing I saw her have her fall um and I came to check on her but her bridesmaids had her under control um and she said they all said that she was fine and so I um but yeah I came and checked on her because I saw her hit her head um and then when she said that I was like what I hit my head like I obviously didn't know and obviously my bridesmaids didn't see it they were all just there taking shifts going out to the dance floor and back like thinking that I'm just way too drunk um and then so I was like oh okay because I had a numb leg and I'd had a numb leg for a week um and I just thought that oh I must have fallen over like I had grazes on it so I was like oh I'll probably just like hit it real hard or something and so I went to the doctor and said, yeah, so apparently I hit my head. I've been sick for a week. I've got a numb leg. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you need to go to the hospital. Um, and so, yeah, I went to the hospital and I got a CT scan done and an X-ray. Um, and they're like, yeah, you've got a concussion. Um, luckily, you don't have a brain bleed, which they're worried about because my leg was numb. Um, but your back is broken. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, I have scoliosis and so my back sort of, kind of hurts quite often anyway and because the way the x-ray was like with my back it's kind of hard to tell but they're like yeah there's like I think there's a little fracture in here on this vertebrae um and then Toad met me at the hospital um and he was like oh my gosh like uh, oh okay and then I didn't feel so guilty anymore because I was like okay I, I didn't drink too much I had a head injury <laughs> and so what had happened yeah I was actually concussed and um unconscious like I wasn't just yeah um and so what had happened is I'd fallen off my friend's shoulders who's six foot um and knocked my door my, knocked the back of my head on the door frame and then fallen over which had given me the grazes and the back my um, broken back and everything um and yeah so I was just like oh my god that's pretty hectic so that's a story to tell the grandkids right <laughs> um but yeah I spent like I'm honestly I still get symptoms from the concussion now um like I still get vertigo randomly and my back healed really quickly um within a few weeks that was not the major issue it was my head um I'm actually really lucky to have woken up at all um although it's really scary that that happened I'm also kind of glad that no one knew that's what had happened because spending my wedding night at the hospital would have been way worse um <laughs> so 
yeah, I'm very lucky that I woke up um, and that I was okay. But yeah, it was actually really hard because I know that people get the post-wedding blues anyway after their wedding. And then I also felt like my wedding never finished. Like I didn't, like I felt robbed of that last few hours. Um, but then I keep thinking, oh, well, at least it didn't happen at 3 p.m. It happened at 10.30 p.m. So I got, like, it was still a really amazing day. And I waited until after the videographer and photographer had left. <laughs> um, so I still, it made it extra special that when we got those videos back, um, I was able to piece things together um, because my memory was obviously a little bit patchy. Um, even from before I had my fall, it was like the alcohol definitely contributed to the fall, um, but it wasn't the cause of um, my illness. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a hectic story. Um, not everyone knocks himself out on their wedding night. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was the most beautiful day. Um, and yeah, I just want to do it over and over again, pretty much. What a crazy ending to, yeah, the day. And I can imagine that's like, yeah, a lot to process and would have taken a while just, um, yeah, feeling like you missed the end of it or it's not what you expected, of course. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I'm glad you're doing better now. But, um, yeah, head injuries are so different for everyone. So, it could have been a lot worse, but thankfully, yeah, you're okay. And um, what did you find the hardest about the wedding planning process? And yeah, is there anything that you look back on and regret or would do differently? Obviously, that whole end of the wedding was not planned or yeah, ideal. Yeah, but, I definitely um, do that differently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest part for us was um, just financially because – we were obviously so young. We'd only been out of school for a few years. I was still studying, still studying now. Um, so Toe, like I was working part-time, but basically we were on a single income, um, renting, living on our own. Um, it was really hard actually to, because um, obviously we both wanted this wedding that we really wanted, but things cost so much money. Um, and so it was just like a lot of pressure on Toe as well, because he felt like he wanted all these things for me. Um, and then I was here feeling guilty that I couldn't provide in the same way that he could. Um, but we had amazing support from our parents as well, who paid for a few of the vendors and then we paid for the rest and just did it. Took We took each day, day by day, pretty much. Um, and we got there in the end and we don't have to do it again. We don't have to pay for that again. So it's okay. We did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is just one thing. We are so young and we just didn't have like the savings that maybe some people who are a bit older might have. Um, but it's okay. We did it. It was stressful, but we did it. Um, and it was so, so totally worth it. Like we both had the best day and we'd do it all over again. Another thing that was hard was just like not having anyone to like follow from. <laughs> like obviously our parents got married, but back in like the 90s. So we didn't, like none of our friends had been married yet. We were sort of paving the way a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, we we were really a little bit lost. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was, it's all part of it, isn't it? Like it was, it was exciting. It meant that we did what we wanted to do and we didn't follow any norms that had been set by other people pretty much. Um, but yeah, maybe one other thing is that I would probably allow maybe a bit more time for our photos. 
maybe even just move the ceremony forward half an hour or something like that so that I could have a little bit more time with the guests in the cocktail hour. I felt like I got to talk to every one of them, um, but I would have liked to actually maybe just sit down or play some long games, um, not stressed about getting so many photos. Um, but then it's also hard to say, I'll change this, I'll change that because we had the best day. So um, I don't know if I would, yeah, I'd probably not change things. I'd probably just stress less over certain areas of the wedding maybe, especially the guest list. <laughs> So easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, definitely a common thing I hear more and more about um, wanting to spend that like cocktail hour or time with your guests as well because so many people just, yeah, get um, taken away for photos. And so, yeah, I try to recommend people do like a first look and photos before the ceremony or um, – push them later so you can have like an hour or two of chatting and then go away later in the day before the reception hard to nail that timeline sometimes and yeah sounds like it was an amazing day anyway yeah it was it was great and so you touched on budget a bit and that that was tough are you happy to talk about what it was if you even know how much you spent and um yeah how you kind of went with that you had a few contributions and yeah um yeah so we didn't even really set a budget because we honestly had absolutely no clue whatsoever what things were supposed to cost we sort of just we wrote a list um at the start of our planning of what we wanted to save on and what we wanted to splurge on and so on our splurge list was things like um photos and videos the food and drink um my dress uh, like higher items um like furniture and things because we knew that it was a diy venue we had to bring that in so we were happy to splurge on that then things we could save on were like toes in a band so um we didn't have to worry about spending money on um like the amps and the big speakers and the lighting and things we were just able to make a spotify playlist and hook it up to that um that was free and his mum and sister did the cake um we got the cars for free. They they just came as wedding guests and enjoyed the wedding because um, it was the same um, couple that actually drove my parents' wedding cars. So it was pretty cool to have them there doing ours um, and as guests. Um, I decided that, oh, I want to do my own hair for my wedding because it's super curly and I've got lots of it. I didn't know if I wanted to wear it natural or not. So I was like, oh, I might just do my own. But then my mum's friend came in and decided that no, I'll just do it. I want to be involved somehow. I'll just do your hair for you. Because um, you did all the bridesmaids hair. We only wanted really simple things anyway. Um, so we were able to save on that. And then obviously like the girls' dresses, I saved a bit on. Um, they all just wore shoes that they already had. Um, things like that. I literally didn't even wear heels. I wore a pair of um, Elias May slides. So I saved a bit of money on that too. Um, our flowers, our budget was pretty low. But they were actually the most beautiful part, I think. The, the florist absolutely killed it on tight budget. Um, and, yeah, we didn't have to pay for the celebrant because we knew them. And just things like that, um, we saved a little bit of money. And then when invoices or quotes came through, we sort of just talked between us, is this reasonable for what it is sort of thing, um, and did it like that. I think we ended up spending about 40K, um, which I think was, like, obviously it's a lot of money, but I think... In this day and age in the wedding industry i think we did pretty well to get what we did for that price um like we didn't feel like we had to compromise on anything 
So we had everything that we wanted. So it was really good. And we don't have to do that again. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's a pretty, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people spend a lot more than that these days. So it sounds like for that many people, that's quite a good savvy budget. Um, cool to hear all those, yeah, different like hacks and things you can do to save as well and did you guys go on honeymoon straight away obviously you were dealing with a little bit in that week after but yeah had you planned to do that and what did that look like um so we actually planned to do a little mini moon in raglan just after the wedding which i'm so glad we ended up doing and not doing a big overseas one straight away because i obviously felt so terrible <laughs> we literally went and booked an airbnb in raglan and i pretty much just stayed inside lying down the whole time um like oh my god what's wrong with me sort of thing <laughs> um but it was still amazing like we we're still in that little wedding bubble we'd still just got married it was nice to not be at home just back into normal life it was good to just slowly get back into it um so yeah we just did that for a few nights and then instead of asking for gifts at the wedding like we'd already lived together for a couple of years we didn't need stuff we already had everything so we actually just had a wishing well um and all that money went towards um, flights to Japan. So we went to Japan in September, um, which was really good because it meant that we dragged it out a little bit. We had something to look forward to and it meant that like we could build back up our money reserves a little bit to pay for um, Japan in September. Um, and it was just the most amazing trip. We were there for just 10 days, but it was enough. Um, and it was, yeah, a place that we both wanted to go to. And it's a little bit different, I guess, than some of the typical honeymoon spots. Um, but yeah, we were so glad we did it that way because we probably never would have gone otherwise. Um, yeah, so that was, I'm so glad that I waited until I didn't have um, huge head, in, head injury um, symptoms <laughs> to go to Japan. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's such a good way to do it. And it's so nice to just have something else to look forward to straight away. And um, that's so cool. I really want to go to Japan. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, were there any helpful like websites, with different resources that you use during the wedding planning process? You said that um, you didn't have many friends to ask about their experience. So yeah, was there anything else you found helpful? Yeah, honestly, the best wedding investment we made was we used Bridget from the White Wedding Club um, as a stylist. And so I had this vision of what I wanted it to look like, um, but I just had no idea where to start. I was like, where do I get this stuff from? How do I organize it all? Um, and she was so helpful saying, yep, you want this? Get that from there. She did like a big styling journal. Um, she checked in with us. We did lots of Zooms. She came to a venue visit. Um, it was just nice to know that we were on the right track with our planning, checking in with her. And she obviously, the professional, so knew what to do. Um, so, yeah, definitely get a stylist if you don't know where to start. It's the best thing we did. And we also used um, Joy as a, for a wedding website. Um, I tried a few different wedding websites, but for what we needed, that one worked best. Um, because we had everyone RSVP through that and like we asked them questions like if they had dietary requirements, if they were staying, um, because almost everyone stayed in the cabins at the camp, which made it super cool because everyone was so relaxed and didn't have to drive home and I so recommend doing it that way. Um, but yeah, just like questions that like we could only have 50 cars parked at the venue. So we're just asking if they're bringing a car or not, just like it was really good because then we had it on a spreadsheet to track all that sort of stuff. 
and then also on the website we were able to like have photos of us and like all the information was just all in one place which was good so I'd recommend doing that makes it a lot easier and then honestly just for inspo I used like Instagram TikTok Pinterest um were honestly the best search engines (laughs) for wedding stuff like that but yeah so I spent a lot of time um on my phone looking at things because I just didn't even know where to start really and I was in lockdown I had lots of time to do it so good yeah those are some great ones for sure and definitely um cool to get like a stylist or coordinator or something if you can that's um a great tip and do you have any advice that you would give to couples that are planning their wedding at the moment um enjoy the process um I know that it's not always super happy like it can be super stressful as well at times but then like enjoy that it's stressful um it might sound weird but it's not gonna you're not gonna do it again so um little things like sitting down and writing your invites out together or your engagement party or hens do like that whole period well for us it was about 18 months um just enjoy it because you're not going to get it back again um and it's so exciting and it goes so fast um and like all those little struggles that you have with the planning you're not going to have those again so you'll actually almost miss it a little bit (laughs) so yeah just enjoy the process yeah that's all yeah such good advice and what is married life like now you um yeah talked a little bit about getting post-wedding blues which is so common but um yeah how have things been a year on yeah so we're a year in now super happy it's so cool to be able to say oh this is my husband or hear Poe say oh this is my wife um yeah it's super super cool we actually did go through a little period of time that was quite tough actually because um like obviously we're on a single income I'm still I'm doing my master's studying my master's now um and because Toe felt this like I think he just got mixed up a little bit between the idea of what a husband should be and what the reality of what a husband should be and he was burning himself out putting so much pressure on himself to like provide for me um and then I'm here like all I care about is spending time with you I just want you to be happy um and so that was really hard for us to communicate through that um we actually went and saw someone about it um who I think I think that's such a normal thing that everyone should do that it's not something that means your relationship's on the rocks it means you've got a healthy relationship because you're working through something together um and she gave us the best analogy and it makes so much sense um and she sort of I can't remember the exact words that she said but pretty much toe is a tracker and I'm a dreamer (laughs) and so I come up with all these elaborate ideas um I want to go on a like a year-long trip overseas I've planned it in 10 minutes and then Toe will sit down and be like actually no that's not really realistic um let's do this this and this and I'm sitting there thinking like oh my gosh you don't, you're boring like you just don't want to go like that's so horrible but really he wants to go and he, so he's tracking it to make sure that he can make it happen for me um and she said that we're different in that way but it's important to have those two different types of people in the relationship because if I didn't have toe I'd be probably out on the street begging because I'd just be like oh my god yeah let's do that let's do that let's do that and then but then if he didn't have me he probably would just be like work 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 and like because I'm thinking about all these dreamy ideas so we need each other and so when things like that happen we just 
it's really good to be able to remember that like we just think differently in that way and use it to work as a team not against each other so yeah I wouldn't say that it was our marriage at that time that was hard it was life that was difficult and we were working against life not each other yeah um but yeah it's really good we love being married it's it's so cool to be able to say that well we're 21 and 22 now that we're married like we got married at 20 is pretty exciting and it just means that like we get more years on this earth together like it's yeah it's pretty pretty cool to be married um and everything that we like um accomplish in life we've done together not as individuals which is really cool like we haven't got established lives that we've combined we're establishing a life combined together if that makes sense yeah so it's super cool oh I love that so cool that you're just been intentional about your communication and yeah um working on life and your relationship together just from the get-go and it's a blessing really like some people don't meet their life partner till their 30s 40s 50s but yeah you get to spend all that time and like grow and build a life together so yeah Yeah, that's amazing is there anything else you want to add or say to um engaged people listening as we wrap up anything we missed (laughs) yeah I think just good luck um it's really important to just remember through the whole process and then once you're married again like why are we doing this like why are we getting married um don't get caught up on all the little things just think about yeah the big picture and why you're even doing it in the first place um don't listen to external advice so much um or i mean not advice is great but unsolicited advice maybe so worry about listening to that so much um it is your wedding it's not someone else's wedding um and use your use your village to help you like we had a huge village create our wedding and it just I think that's what made it so cool like and so special is that it was just this huge holiday and celebration of families combining into one um and we're just so lucky that our families get on so well that you couldn't have a better match really um and so yeah that was what was so special about it it was just like a real yeah a real village put our wedding together um which was the whole point of our marriage like we're creating this village together so yeah I think just remember remember the big picture and why you're actually getting married. Totally. That's such great advice. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been so good to chat. That's okay. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to relive it all. <laughs>